breaking news from The Athletic. This is Michael Beller and Sahad of Sharma from The Athletic with breaking news. And the news here is that the Cubs have non-tendered both Kyle Schwarber and Albert Almora. Albert Almora was expected. Kyle Schwarber could have gone either way. And definitely Kyle Schwarber, a little bit more indelible of a mark left on Chicago and on the Cubs during his time with the team. Sahadev, guess let's go inside the decision here. Um, early returns on why the team decided to, at least in this way, turn away from Schwarber. Yeah, well, first of all, it, nobody's ruling out a return for Kyle Schwarber. I think the Cubs, we've known uh, for a while, they've been very open about it. They love Kyle Schwarber. They love his skill set. They love what he can do. Uh, I think the reality is uh, in this current market, in 2020, this is what we're going to see. I, I, I think of two other names, Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall, probably, you know, slightly different with Duvall, who doesn't, I don't think has a great on base percentage. Uh, but, but similar style of players where you're stuck to a corner outfield spot, not a lot of versatility defensively, not much else to do other than the bat. Everything rides on the bat. Uh, obviously Kyle Schwarber's a left handed bat. He thumps righties. You compare him to those two. I think he's a much better, uh, offensive player. Uh, I also think it's, it's rough to, to judge him off 2020. You look at 2019, it looked like he turned a corner. I think the Cubs agree. I think the Cubs agree. It's just the reality is uh, it would have been around nine to ten million dollars in all likelihood that if they tendered him a contract. Uh, let's see if they can negotiate and get something done now uh, at, at a cheaper rate. Uh the reality is I think there's going to be other – I know there are other teams involved. There is a market for him. We'll see what teams those are, where he ends up. I, I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't guarantee that he's coming back. We're just going to have to see how this plays out. I think like everything else with this market, it's going to be slow in 2020. It's just there's a lot of names that just got dumped into the free agent market, the free agent pool. Some of them look intriguing to uh, – other teams, right? You guys, uh, I could point out about a, a half dozen that I immediately saw, and I'm like, yeah, I could see him switching up the lineup for the Cubs, and mm -hmm. and I think that's the key here. The Cubs are looking to switch up their lineup. Yeah, you mentioned Rosario, Dahl, or not that I was going to mention, Dahl, you mentioned Rosario, Adam Duvall, David Dahl, another guy who is out there now. Obviously, he's had a lot of injuries during his time with the Rockies, but he's going to be another one of these outfielders who gets quite a bit of interest uh, from plenty of teams out there, even though he has had that injury history. Let's just suppose we're in a world where the Cubs aren't able to work something out with Kyle Schwarber, and he does end up elsewhere. Do you think it's more likely that the Cubs are in the market for a corner outfielder, or that they'd be trying to find find a center fielder and move Ian Happ over to a corner. Yeah, I think they'll take what they're, they're looking for an offensive skill set, I think, more than anything. I think okay. the Cubs value versatility on defense always. I think we've seen that with this regime, even though it's a, 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 whatever you, a morphing regime, whatever you mm -hmm. want to call mm -hmm. it, an evolving regime with Jed in charge and new front office members all around. Uh, they still value that highly, and and I know there there are guys in the minors that they're trying to make more versatile. Christopher Morrell is one guy who can play short, he can play third. They're trying him at second and center field, all these different things. So there are, uh, yes, position matters obviously, but I think the priority and and Jed said this. Uh, we we talked to him earlier tonight, and he and he said. Uh, they, they're looking for fewer strikeouts. They're looking for more walks. They're looking for better decision-making. And, and all that, uh, that's not a knock on Kyle Schwarber. I don't think that was directed at Kyle Schwarber. 
uh, that was more just a general feeling for the offense. And and I think, you know, we, we can we've talked about this for months, years. They need those skill sets desperately on offense. They need to change up the offense. They need more diversity as far as the type of players and what they bring to the table. You can have eight, nine really good offensive players. Sometimes what we've seen with this Cubs team, sometimes when they're too similar, when they have the same skill sets and there's not enough guys that put the ball in play or do different things, it can kind of it can kind of uh, make you easier to game plan for. And, and that's kind of what's happened to the Cubs over the last couple of years. All right, one last thought here before we wrap things up. We know how this evolving front office, as you put it, uh, has been in love with Kyle Schwarber from uh, his days at Indiana. The story about uh, Theo Epstein saying that uh, this guy's going to hit you know 30 homers for us for a decade playing left field. Uh, it's the, the fact that they decided to non-tender him, is there any way that we – is there anything to read into that? Is there any, is there any deeper meaning as to a direction that this Cubs offseason might be pointed we can draw from this, or is this an isolated – situation at least as isolated as these sort of decisions can be yeah i i wouldn't draw too much out of that as far as this is a if you're suggesting is this a new direction and a new philosophy for the front office because they've gone in a different direction and, and non-tendered kyle schwaber i wouldn't say that no uh i mean jed hoyer was one of those guys that mm-hmm. truly believed in kyle schwaber and i and he does he, he still does he still believes he's he can be a, a special talent on offense. It's just I, I this came down to uh, money issues in my mind. I, I think that's hard to deny. And, and it's just the current market. And it's also, yes, there were some factors of, well, it, how do we allocate our funds right now? And we need to make some changes to the offense. So let's try and figure out the best way to do that. Uh, you're running up against a deadline here. That's what the non-tender deadline, you know, it provides an actual Here's a firm date. We need to figure this out. Okay, the trade market wasn't that good for Kyle Schwarber. What do we want to do? I guess it's going to be a non-tender. That's, you know, you're you're kind of, your hand is forced. I wouldn't say this is a completely different direction for the team. I, I, I would say expect some changes on offense. Expect some different type of personnel. If you don't get that, then they've misfired. They, they, they aren't accomplishing their goals uh, for the offseason. Uh, there needs to be, at, at minimum, uh, Jed did spe- specify leadoff spot when he mm-hmm. talked about some of these skills. I would say don't look for just the leadoff hitter. Look for those skills, and wherever you can plug that guy in, you need him. You need a different skill set. You need someone that can impact the lineup in a different way and kind of diversify this this group. On the other side of this, unsurprisingly, we saw Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, and Wilson Contreras all get tendered contracts. But Albert Almora, Kyle Schwarber, among the Cubs, who were non-tendered on this tender contract deadline day. Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics' new headline section for much more on this story. And to get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod, where you can get a subscription for just $1 per month. Thank you.